Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg has just finished falling, unfortunately, to the Carolina Hurricanes. Wasn't a great game. Uh, Eric Comrie did his best to keep the team afloat, but yeah, Jets are out of the playoffs. It was confirmed yesterday. We'll talk about the implications of this game, uh, some key takeaways maybe, and then talk about whether or not everything that has happened with this team was something the Jets could have avoided and foreseen, or if hindsight really is 2020 with a squad, all coming up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. It's your friend Harrison Lee uh, of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. I am an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on my personal Twitter at HLivingLoco and at our podcast Twitter, LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and as you can see from this footage, we are also on YouTube. Uh, the audio version is on the platforms previously mentioned, while you can get the video version every day at YouTube as well. So yeah, uh, we really appreciate your support. Drop us a like, follow, or subscription on your favorite platform of choice. Uh, it'll keep you up to date on the latest in Jets news and action. And also, just really love and appreciate your support. Now, uh, you know, speaking of supporting, it's it's been a tough road for Jets fans this year. Um this has probably been one of those seasons that people would rather pretend doesn't really exist. But unfortunately for the Jets, uh, this season won't be going anywhere. And um, there's a lot of painful lessons to take away from it that we'll probably dive into uh, over the coming weeks. Because, you know, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, the Jets are now officially out of playoff contention. So abandon all hope, uh, ye who enter. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> You, I can tell you who won't be entering uh, are any new additions for this team. Uh, you know, before the tonight's game against the Carolina Hurricanes, Dave Lowry was asked about, you know, whether or not they would call anyone up to audition in the last four or five games of the season. And Lowry said no, that they're just going to use the current roster, which for me, I was um, I was actually pretty annoyed by this statement. I feel like unless there's a pragmatic reason or there's something else going on that prevents you from calling these players up, why wouldn't you audition and see what you've got? Uh, in my assessment, it kind of sounds like the words of a guy who knows he's not going to be back next year. So he's not really looking to rock the boat. Uh, he's just going to keep status quo, finish out his year as interim coach, and then you know look for whatever next work is going to be coming along his way, whether it's to remain with Winnipeg um, or maybe the Jets let him go and he uh, finds employment elsewhere. I don't really know what the whole situation is. But, you know, his words and, uh, you know, the, the decisions he makes, they don't really strike me as somebody who believes uh, he's really coming back next year. Um, so the game against the Canes, uh, I'm going to keep the recap pretty short because there's not a lot to say. The Jets just got, well, demolished. Uh, the slot defense was poor. Uh, you, you saw a lot of individual mistakes. Neil Pionk really had a rough night. Um you know, the Jets forwards were not really able to create much, unfortunately, not many shots on, you know, from the central slot area, not a whole lot that was high danger. Uh, Winnipeg's defense uh, also kind of got torched, which 
is anyone really surprised? No, this is Carolina. They are one of the top teams in the league, and this Eastern swing was always basically a, a murderer's row of top-end teams. Tampa, Florida, Carolina, uh, certainly the Rangers, uh, not really in the same conversation, but still a pretty decent team with an amazing goalie. So, you know, was anyone really expecting the Jets to get points out of this trip? Probably not, but by the same token, a, a huge disappointment, and I think it just shows how far off the mark the Jets continue to be when it comes to uh, really ascending back towards their contender status. I mean, this team is barely even good enough to make the playoffs as it is. They would have had to have had a lot of help, and they really didn't get any, which they didn't deserve it either. Now, uh, if I could really point to anyone performing well in this game, I guess um, it was nice to see Ehlers and Dubois continuing to do their things. Uh, Dubois had an okay outing, but for the most part, uh, I think the only real Jets player I was super thrilled with was Comrie. Uh, Eric, I thought, had a really strong game. There was a goal that was challenged that he surrendered that, you know, they they challenged for goalie interference. Both Comrie and I didn't really agree with that. Uh, I think most observers probably saw it the same way, which was Nate Schmidt shoving somebody into the crease. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Comrie's mask came off, but it was because of the puck and not from the contact. So, yeah, um, I mean, Eric did his best. I think he stopped, what, like 42 or 45 shots or something like that. It's very clearly not on Comrie's shoulders. I thought his tracking and movement and cross-slot puck tracking were very good. I thought that he remained as square to the shooter as he could, and he tried to keep the Jets in this game in which, you know, they had a 2-0 lead to start with, uh, and then they just sort of fell apart. You know, the really bad defensive reads, poor um, mistakes from the defensive clearances, just a really sloppy performance all around, and Winnipeg kind of getting dusted is not super shocking. I'm just, I, I think... I'm just ready for the end of the season, to be honest. Uh, I I know it's only a couple of games left, but um, if I could fast forward, I probably would have. I think a lot of folks, you know, weeks ago probably checked out. Honestly, if I didn't have a podcast and I I wasn't doing this for um, a job in some respects, I don't know how avid I would be following the team's individual games right now, just because there's not really a lot of reason to watch. I, I feel like when I watch the Jets, I want to see something cool and something unique with this team. And instead of giving us maybe even like prospects playing or, uh, you know, some fun, inspiring hockey, the Jets just haven't really given enough to the fans. And that for me is a disappointment. If you're going to be bad, at least be fun or, you know, give your kids a chance. Um, later in this episode, I kind of want to talk about why the Jets organizational structure really needs a, um, a thorough overhaul, especially when it comes to how roster spots are awarded, because I feel like this whole, we're not going to audition anyone. And that sort of mindset for me was kind of embarrassing Uh, for this organization to not even give some of their young kids who are really busting their tails off with the moose for a team that has actually made the playoffs to not even give them a chance to compete for those spots. Even if it's just for a few games to sample NHL action, that's just inexcusable. I really feel like unless there was a clear and specific reason why they couldn't be caught up, they should have been given a chance to play. So Yeah, we've got some thoughts on on this coming up on on this episode, as well as my thoughts on, uh, you know, whether this was really predictable or not. But before we move any further, I do want to shout out one of our wonderful sponsors. Uh, If you know me, I've had uh, a number of protein bars over the years, but there's one that I've talked about previously. I think you know it by now, but if you don't, it's Built Bar. 
And if you've never had one, it's the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. Uh, they come with some different flavors like coconut, coconut almond. A personal recommendation for me is churro puff, which actually comes with like a marshmallow interior. There's also one that's my other personal favorite, which is like a raspberry dark chocolate. Very sim- simple, very classy, but super delicious. Uh, but as good as Built Bars taste, and they are delicious, mind you, they're even better for you. With most bars clocking in at around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. It's it's as good for you as it tastes, so be sure to go to Built.com, and when you're checking out, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off your order at Built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Before we uh, continue moving on with tonight's episode, just wanted to shout out one of our other really cool podcasts that I think you'll love. It's called Locked On Now, and it takes all of the latest action, updates, news, rumors, trades, game recaps, all of that distilled into super bite-sized chunks for you every day, featuring all all of your favorite sports, whether you're looking for football information, hockey, what, what have you. I mean, Locked On Now every day brings you the latest action from around the world of sports and keeps you up to date on the latest league action for the NHL too. Uh, you know, you'll see me even pop up on this uh, podcast, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And as always, we really appreciate your support. Now, talking about the Jets uh, and, and this whole idea of um, whether the Jets are really a meritocracy, I've, I've been stewing over this for the past few hours because the quote that Lowry said about not letting kids audition for spots, it really bugged me and rubbed me in a way, um, rubbed me the wrong way in a manner that I haven't felt since Enstrom got benched in the 2017-2018 playoffs. Uh, that was the last time I was really legitimately angry with the Jets. Um, this for me from Lowry, and it might not actually be his decision, it might become, you know, be coming from higher up, but to not utilize the youth that have been the backbone of this team uh, during its most competitive years, and to not even give guys a chance to audition for a spot, for me, is a slap in the face. Uh, this team has settled into a pattern of complacency. Um, some of the players have kind of alluded to it, to where guys aren't giving 100%, uh, and I, I think Cop even hinted around the fact that you know there were players who felt really safe, like they weren't really under any threat of being uh, loosed from their positions in the roster lineup, which for me, on the one hand, you do have to be loyal and you can't just bench a guy for a bad game necessarily. Sometimes players have things going on. Sometimes they'll have an off night, but that doesn't mean that you immediately give their spot to a kid. But that's not really the case with the Jets. Winnipeg has a lot of issues. There are a lot of players who really aren't performing up to standard. Some of it might be their fault. Some of it might be, you know, the, the tactical alignment and a mismatch between what the Jets have in the roster and what they're trying to do with the team. But, you know, regardless of the situation, in my mind, not uh, not really giving kids a chance to make this lineup and to show off their skill sets for next season, it's a mistake. I, I don't understand why we keep going through this every single year with this team. Um, Winnipeg has had a penchant for not really relying on the youth recently. Uh, the only time that they've done it over the past couple of years is when injuries arise and they have zero choice. The last time they actually did it, and it wasn't even willingly at the time, because again, you know, injuries kind of shaped the 17-18 lineup to an extent, 
Um, even then, that was like the last time I think the Jets really committed to it. And they wrote those ELCs very nearly to a cup. All of those young players who joined the team in, in conjunction with the good existing veterans, that was a perfectly balanced squad. And for the Jets not to think about going back to a style of building your team like that, it says a lot about where this team is organizationally and the fact that in the locker room, in the front office, in the coaching staff, there's going to have to be change. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a bloodletting necessarily. Uh, certainly, I think a lot of members of the staff are probably going to have to find a, you know a new place of employment because I do think the Jets are probably going to make some really drastic overhauls, especially when it comes to the coaching staff. I don't know how it's going to deal with the players on the roster, but when it comes to the coaches, I would expect uh, a pretty significant upheaval. And it's about time. I think the Jets need to do this. Uh, but really, you know, when if they hire like another GM, if they fire Kevin Day off, I can only hope that the GM is allowed to exercise his vision of what he wants the team to be. We've seen Day off constantly be uh, handcuffed with how he handles the roster um, and his interactions with the rest of the organization. It always feels like his vision is probably more in line with what uh, some of us would want the Jets to be, but he's not really been able to have that team uh, really represented on the ice. So, you know, in terms of whether or not the Jets are a meritocracy right now, the answer is no. Uh, I think guys have um, staked a claim to a spot and it's really hard to lose that. You know, I think Wheeler has definitely been a, a case study in this. And, you know, with him, it's really hard to be upset because he is the captain. But in terms of his on, you know, his on ice impact and where he is at the stage of his career, it's tough, man. I mean, he's he wants to play like first line minutes, but he's not really a first liner anymore. So, in a situation like that, y- you know, what do you do? Are, are you comfortable making him upset if you demote him? Because um, like he'll demand his ice time, I'm sure. You know, all of those guys want to fight for their role on the team, and Wheeler is certainly the same way. And you can't blame him for it. I mean, they're they're wanting to you know give up, give of themselves and be the best that they can be and be the breadwinners for the team, but. With where the squad is right now, I I really do think that there needs to be more competition. You know, the veterans shouldn't be so complacent. Some of them probably aren't. They're probably expecting competition in the offseason. And I hope that when the new regime comes in, whoever takes over the Jets is willing to, you know, get to brass tacks and put this team back on a competitive track that fosters good-natured competition and keeps the team accountable and honest. I think those are things that are really important and something that the organization hasn't really had enough of over the past few years. If they get back to the basics there, I I think the rest will eventually fall into place. But you have to start with the basics, the fundamentals of a good organization, and work up from there. We'll see if the Jets are actually going to be able to do that this year. I I don't know yet, Um, and I'm not really going to hazard a guess as to uh, what their intentions are, but you know, I'm just sort of spouting off what I hope happens uh, and what I expect to happen is probably not as as rosy a picture, but it is what it is, right? We can only sit back and enjoy hockey as much as possible. Now, I will say, you know, I, I, I saw all of this to a degree happening, maybe not to the extent that it has, but there were quite a few of us who weren't really surprised by Winnipeg's downfall. I want to talk about that later in this episode about why what has happened to Winnipeg was actually decently predictable and whether or not it could be averted in the, in the future. But before we go any further, did want to say a quick uh, shout out to the wonderful folks at betonline.net. Uh, some of you are probably big online bettors or even in-person bettors. 
I myself am not, but I've actually used betonline.net before to bet on a Bundesliga match. It really couldn't be easier. And they really are your number one source for all the betting stats and and sports info that you need on the spot. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, rumors, and so much more, including basketball playoff brackets, uh, news from the start of the uh, Major League Baseball season, Whatever you're interested in, BetOnline has you covered. They're your continued sports for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, playoffs, esports, and everything in between. They really make it easy to access and stay informed on all of your favorite sports, whether you're into auto racing, horse racing, uh, American football, European soccer. They got you covered across all the sports you love. So to get started and create a free account, go to betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device and register for a free account to get started and hear about all of the latest trends and actions in the sports you love. Head on over to betonline.net where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight's episode with some thoughts on uh, whether the Jets' current season was something that could have been uh, averted or even predicted. Um, and I, I alluded to it earlier in the episode. The answer is yes. I think this was something that, for me, isn't really a hindsight is 2020 situation. The Jets were on a track for disaster for years. I think it all really started after 2017, 2018. We all kind of knew the Jets were going to take a step back. That wasn't the surprise. Where things kind of caught me off guard was how bad and how quickly the Jets fell off. Uh, Winnipeg kind of became a different team within the span of a season. And after that, we saw them go back to a lot of the bad habits and really poor hockey that we'd seen prior to 2017-2018. There were some really lean years in between the first playoff appearance and the uh, potential cup run. And that's kind of what happened after the cup run is the Jets settled into really bad habits. We saw some of the worst play of this franchise's history. And um, I think we saw all of the pre-existing conditions to set up a longer history of Jets failure. I hate to put it in that, that phrasing, but I think the Jets unfortunately became a victim of their own loyalty and decision-making. You know, they weren't really willing to fire Paul Maurice. They have kept the same coaching staff for years, even though there are plenty of signs of evidence of the team maybe not performing up to the full standards. Uh, even some of the players have kind of grasped about the coaching in very roundabout ways, which I don't think that's a very healthy sign. So um, the Jets, for me, it's it's frustrating. I really want to say that I have optimism in this team, but you know, this whole situation for me was something that, you know, based on historical precedent, we could see coming. And the Jets probably to a degree saw it coming too. I'm sure Shovel Day Off was not exactly uh, oblivious to what was likely in the pipeline for this team. But, you know, they didn't really do anything to stop it. And instead, the Jets have atrophied to the point of being a, a non-playoff appearer. Even when they've made the playoffs, they haven't been good. Um, that's just the honest to goodness truth. I, I wish I could say something else, but you know, when they faced teams like Edmonton and Montreal last season, they weren't actually good. They might've swept the Oilers because the Oilers simply could not get that last extra save. But you know, for the jets, it, it wasn't like the, you know, the jets were dominant either. They quite frankly got outplayed most of that series. And then Montreal straight up embarrassed them on their way to the cup finals. So yeah, I, I, I think to say something is, you know, hindsight of 2020 
doesn't really apply to the Jets. We've seen the same patterns of mistakes over and over and over again. I think the biggest question now is, can the Jets break the cycle and actually start a new cycle of change that you know, finally kicks this team in the butt and gets it in gear? Because I really do think the Jets have the foundations of something more and something special. But until they get people who are willing to elevate the squad to the next level and carry it forward, we're never really going to see this team reach its full potential. And I, I just, for me, it does feel like a missed opportunity. I would love to know your thoughts on how the Jets have been and whether you think they're being managed properly or if you would change things. Be sure to let me know at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. I know I've said it before, but I will probably be taking like an actual pulse of the fan base over the next couple of weeks to get sentiments on how people are feeling. My guess is folks are going to be upset and not happy, but you know, maybe some folks are a lot more satisfied or at least content than I expected. We'll know soon enough over the next few weeks, so be sure to stay tuned to Locked On Jets and uh, keep your eyes on the sky, as they say. Now, that'll be the, all the time that we have for tonight's episode. I did want to say thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, be sure to make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, same as all the ones that we're currently on, so be sure to do so right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.